All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Real Life Podcast, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Welcome to Real Life, everyone. <laughs> what is going on right now? I think that I'm in love with Magic and Josh. Are you guys all drunk? Wow. Episode, who the hell knows? Tyler Ramchuk's in Vegas. Welcome to Nation Real Life. We've got the Canucks Convo, Canucks Convo, Canucks Army, Canucks Everything crew here. David Quadrelli. Chris Faber, quads or faves, as we like to call them. This is, like I said, episode, what do we think? 385? Yeah, I wouldn't right. be wrong. Brought to you by our dear friends, dear, dear friends at the HGA group. I use them for all of our professional services. Wanya uses them for professional services. Everything. You use them for professional services. I use them for design. They're currently designing our podcast media sales kit. Wow. Just so you know, I just tasked them with that this week. They've got great skills. They're helping us here at the Nation Network. Uh, Tyler Ramchuk's avoiding the grind in Vegas. Uh, so here we are. We got Waz. Yes. Because we have so many people in the studio, I had to take his cord to his mic. So we don't have a producer or a host. So we're doing this really, really Lord of the Fly style. And you're doing well. I think yeah. as a listener of this podcast, you're doing a fine job. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you. So we've got quads and fabes here. Came up yesterday from Vancouver. Wanted to throw them into the mixer, the podcast. We're videoing this portion, so it's it's the three of us on camera, so we'll clip that up. But uh, I guess quads and favor, you've been here for 18 hours. Tell us about uh, your experience in Edmonton, and tell us about what's going on at Canucks Army. So it's cold, but it's not as cold as everybody made it out to be. Like, I was fine. I had to wait outside the cab because there was problems with our payment for some reason. Uh, the Nation Network credit card bounced, by the way. Um <laughs> But right. we were waiting in the cold and my, my neck got cold because it wasn't covered. And I realized if you just cover yourself up, 
you're not going to get cold. So I was fine. There you go. I just had to cover up. It was, it was not as bad as everybody makes it out to be. Wait, you got to wear clothes to not be cold. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to in Vancouver. Nobody wears clothes in Vancouver. I'm telling you. It was like the best time for masks. Cause it's like, you're just, that actually like makes a huge difference. I'm sure you guys have like realized that over the past like two years, but wearing masks outside is so much better for that. Especially when I was at the Canada game. Is Waz Mike? What yeah, the hell is going on? It's, it's, it's so funny. Waz, <laughs> I, I, I've Waz taken Waz's card. He knows this. But he's There's talking no to his mic. That is connected to nothing? Oh, he's on it. I was going to say, I can't hear him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like no. you know, we don't have a cord. Why? <laughs> And I, I completely had to rip his cord away. I totally blame Tyler Yemchuk here. Nothing was connected. We had to find all the cords. I don't know if you've been in the studio before. It's Cordapalooza in a pretty yep. tight, tight, small office. Roadcaster performing well. We had to touch every single button on the Roadcaster <laughs> to find the intro. Literally slid everything up and down we could, turned every knob, pushed every colored button. And finally, I think it was the last thing we touched, even though we touched it 400 times earlier, it finally kicked in. I feel like your Remchuk being gone. This is like that moment where he gets, you know, on a hockey team when you get hurt like Nuge and then you go on a, a long, long losing streak that everybody realizes your value to yeah. uh, to the uh, structure of what we're doing here. And um, boy, in the last five minutes is really showing Tyler is a very important part of this. Well, I like to think of it more as World War Z, that movie with Brad Pitt. And we're the zombies trying to climb the wall. Remember the scene where they're all trying to like climb up the wall and no, your rem truck nobody... is the gunner at the top. He's the only one holding the zombies back, which is us. And now that he's in Vegas and he's left the wall and the gun, we've overwhelmed the wall. Well, it's I've never seen helpful. that. Movie. We do have a producer sitting in the chair. It's also helpful if you. But he just has the no guy mic talking into the got... unplugged mic. That's who's in yeah. charge. Come on, it was quite a lot. Come on, yeah. he's like watching Waz like adjust it. Like he's like getting in the perfect <laughs> spot to like talk into it. He's like all set. And he's just like getting ready to speak, and then just like you just watch. There's nothing. Plugged yeah, in. he just ripped it like full Freddie Mercury. Ripped it off the desks. Just held it there and just went for it. I mean, I'd like to bring up the fact that I can't see you three anymore on the video, but you know what? Was, you just turned Whatever. No, no, it was off before. He's oh, trying to turn it off. He's trying to fix it. Oh, okay. Poor Waz. Holy oh. shit. Come on, Waz. Let's take a slide. We're being a- okay. So, what do we do on real life when Tyler's here? Well, Tyler, here, let me, try, let me, let me say something. talk about hockey. So, I guess we can yeah. kind of talk about that. Oilers are 5 0 1 in their last six. How do we feel about last night? Being up three nothing that fast to a good team like Washington, I don't even know what to do with my hands. Well, the circumstances- Washington was missing some pretty key players. I wouldn't call it. No, a good they weren't. Team. <laughs> nope. That was them in their prime. I know it, it's our, everybody it's our, present. It's our okay. time to get up on a team that's been affected a little bit. Let's let's not overstate the victory. Charles, we had name last night. one capital who wasn't playing last night. Name Ovechkin, one. Yoshi. Never heard of him. Yoshi no. or Oshi? I mean. Yoshi uh, from we, Nintendo. We're playing against a four-string goalie. They just had a they just had a big four game strings. against the four-string goalie because their first string we we uh, ushered out of the net. We chased them like three a- goals and four shots. But Chalmers is not wrong. This is a team that played Pittsburgh the night before. Played them in overtime. Emotional victory. They're kind of coming uh, into the game with a low tank. And- game before the All Star break. And it well, was and always your got classic the letdown COVID. game. Always got all star COVID. Oh, rumor has it he, oh, has it he really wanted COVID. to go to that. But the no, team he doesn't. He's going to pop COVID, up in Ovi. 
So watch what happens. The the guy playing for Russia is going to peel his face off Mission Impossible style, the Olympics. It's Ovi. Yeah, Ovi is actually playing for Russia right now. <laughs> He's in China. <laughs> That's oh, fair. Man. Do you remember? Do you guys remember when he actually came out and said, when they were like, oh, yeah, we're not going to the Olympics? He's like, I don't care. I'm still going. I'm going no matter yeah. what. Yeah. I, I, like, I thought he was going to hold true to that. I thought he I was going to stick to it. Yeah, I thought so. If too. anybody on Team Russia has a disproportionately dominant Olympics, it's because it's Ovechkin with facial surgery. I guarantee it. <laughs> Guaranteed. They got, so they you got. want to know what I take away from last night's game, regardless of the team we were playing? We had our four big guns score, and everybody played well. That, to me, is the perfect ending to the first, I guess you could call it, half of the season going into the All-Star break. You know, to have to have Kane and to have McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins all score – all producing. The team was playing tougher. You see even Yamamoto getting into it with um, Hathaway after he, you know, cleanly checks Connor McDavid. Blue. More of a run-in. McDavid up. What was McDavid doing? Like, Hathaway didn't even want to go hit him. It just McDavid just put himself in, the, in harm's it was, way. It was absolutely it, trucked. Yeah, it was, uh, it was weird. But, you know, it's every game I'm seeing Evander Kane play, I'm becoming more... The hockey In, player. Yeah. Like just the toughness he brings, you know, I, he, he just adds a lot of grit to this team. And it's like one of the things we've lacked for so goddamn long. Cassian was getting more engaged. He's, and it gets it, but it, but it gives him like, takes a little pressure off of him. He doesn't always have to be the guy, but last night, you know, when you've got a second guy on the team that can help out with that, that helps. It relieves a little bit of that pressure. And, and, you know, I'm glad that Cassian was was getting into it, and I just think it was it was an all around good game by them. I like we made our bets during uh, the day. I think we were talking about it on a group chat, and I had the Oilers minus one and a half, so I had them on the puck line. Oh, good man! And Drysaitel to score, and so I was very happy to see how the game ended because when they tied it up three three, you know that game. If those two, if if Nuge doesn't score that penalty kill and then empty netter, like. We have a whole different feeling going into this, into this uh, all-star break. Don't you well, think that's, that's the thing. So Chalmers, I also hit Oilers puck line last night and I had uh Kane over one and a half points. So big night for me as well. Fantastic. Yep. The nice. thing, the thing that's I think super important to understand from last game or take away from last game is we bent and fuck did we bend, but we did not let that third goal on Koski break us. Cause I thought we were fucked after that happened. Cause I'm like, how are we going to come back? Like normally like that's what's happening in, in, during the losing skid and we're demoralized and we just get shelled, but we hung in and we scored a shorthanded game winning goal. So to me, that was super, super important. That's my big takeaway and positive from it. Cause up until that point in between when that goal went in and nude scoring that shorthanded goal, I was having a lot of uh, losing streak anxiety kicking in uh, and just, expecting the worst about to blow up in my face. Are you surprised that Nuge, Nuge getting back in the lineup has created this much in a positive direction for this team? Like, well, it's I guess Nuge, I'm Kane. Like if look at our third line now, like it's, it's, it's amazing. We're, we're a team like three weeks ago. And like, we're, we're talking about how we're getting exposed for, uh, by other teams. Cause we have no depth. And all of a sudden Kane comes, Nuge comes back. And then we're able to form, you know, 
that third line. Now, now we actually got three lines that are scoring threats, which is something we've never had before. Now, granted, we are one injury away. Like we're not deep enough to be able to absorb an injury and, and sustain that type of uh, scoring depth. But it's just nice to see what can be. I think Canucks yes, Army guys, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you guys brought up like the McDavid hit earlier, like how he like moved into it. Like that sparked the team. If you guys are looking at like a three, three game, like it did actually fire up the Oilers. It felt like, and they didn't like, they looked better after the hit, but you were kind of mentioning it. Like McDavid did feel like he moved into that big hit. It was, maybe he was doing, maybe he was being a good leader. He's like, yeah. I'm going to get blown up to get, to get the W here. Like, the boys going. Kane's like, I'm going to get flipped into the bench. McDavid's like, I'm going to get laid out center ice. And then the Oilers get a shorthanded goal and win. It was a crazy sequence of events. Really? And our PK woke up. Can I ask you guys a question? You may. I need to know how much do you guys actually believe in Miko Koskinen? Like zero fully. Who the hell are you? No. <laughs> zero. No, zero. We don't. I was going to say, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand the, and I get, I get, you know, fans of the team, you you want to see your team do well, but like Miko Kostin would get crucified if he was in Vancouver. Like He's dear quads, you dear, dear friend of ours. Listen, it's like driving a car with no brakes. What's it like driving around the car with no brakes? Exhilarating. What's but, it like having zero faith in your nine foot finish goalie? Intoxicating. So, I feel alive. Is there any pressure on this no. manager to go get a goaltender? Yes. Because no, it's all good, baby. We got it Vancouver. They would have got one oh, like man, five months ago. We're good. Ago. We don't need all your fancy shit. Well, we here. like to practice patience to a fault. Yes. Uh, and that is the mantra here. We're very zen, although we are losing our shit about our goaltending. Okay. We like to lock guys in that you may not see coming quads. You say, why would they need three years of Miko Koskin in hockey? We know why. Yes. We know why. Same reason the Canucks needed Tyler Myers for six. I years. don't know who that is, but <laughs> no, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> see, as, as per a Jason Greger tweet today, I mean, the bright side is, is coming back from the all-star break. I think we're going to be reactivating Smith and hopefully that makes a difference. So if you can stay healthy, do, that's the thing. It's, it's if he can stay healthy, and, for us. right. It's a huge question mark. And that's, you know, we got a week to wait to see what's going to happen. And if he comes back and then he goes back into his role, I feel a whole lot better about it. I'm not going to lie. You know, I just, with Koskinen, it's just like that, that, that we're always on thin ice with them. It's just is, and you just see guys, everybody shoots to where they know that, He's weak. It just is constant, constant up high, both sides. And it's just, it's, it's hard. It's hard to watch because like I said, it always puts just that added pressure. It always feels like the levy's about to break with him. And I just, I don't like that feeling in a goaltender. You can't have that going into the playoffs. That's for sure. And right now we're not even, we're in ninth in the Western conference. Like, yeah, but don't like the house is not, I'm not, I'm not scoreboard watching because we we do have 42 games played and I has 48. Los Angeles is 47, you know, Vegas is 46. And so, yeah, we got six games in hand on a few. Minnesota's only played 41, and they're in third in the conference. So I know that table watching right now is probably not the smartest thing. But going into that. But just, like, do the math when you're doing it. Like, Well, and I just did. Well, and I'm impressed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to get any deeper into the math, but, uh, like, I I definitely see – what's what's going on it's good that the guys behind us have uh you know we have a couple games in hand in them other than winnipeg and well just winnipeg really essential so like that's irrelevant we just care about the pacific with how it's broken up for playoffs 
Well, I'm just I'm yeah. just blown away how much quads overvalues reliable goaltending. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a bank. I'm floored. I'm just saying when you see playoff teams succeed, it's like almost always, oh yeah, this goaltender is playing out of his out of this world. Like honestly, I see Stuart Skinner being the only goaltender on the Oilers roster that could go on a heater like that in the playoffs. What on well, earth? We got Stuart Skinner. I don't mean to come drop yeah. bombs on you guys, but like I like Stuart Skinner a lot. I think Stuart Skinner is really good, but he also, you know, he has faults, but not nearly as many faults as Miko Koskinen uh, or uh, Mike Smith's hips. I'd actually be interested oh, in sakes. Faber's take on Skinner. So just so you know, some background for everyone one um Faber is a big prospects guy he covers is it Abbotsford Heat no Canucks. Abbotsford used to be Abbotsford yeah, Canucks. Just, just Canucks oh there's so, oh, two Canucks okay yeah. Abbotsford Canucks so Faber's covering he also covers a ton of other prospects and have you seen Skinner play yeah like when we watched they had four Bakersfield games in Abbotsford in five nights and Skinner was going to start all four until the last game got canceled and he was excellent like allowing one or two goals in each of those games but I mean, like, I also don't judge goal. Like, I'm not the goalie guy. I, I really am. could care less about. <laughs> like, yeah, guy. apparently you are. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, I I think it's good that the Canucks have good goaltenders and Thatcher Demko even before that, Markstrom and like Miller before. But I don't know what to tell you about. Like, well, tell how us how to do it. We haven't had good. a good goalie since Nikolai Habibulin, and that was terrible. No, I mean, I don't know the answer. Like, uh, you know, it sucks that if you can raise the puck, you can score on Koskinen. And that's all I really know about, like, the goaltending. Oh, no. Where'd you hear that? Team. Probably Canucks <laughs> Army, the worst website. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, it's straight. Like, I don't know. It's got to be, like, at least exciting hockey. Like, you guys talked about driving around with a car with only brakes. That's what it feels like. <laughs> Watch this thing. Like, I, I get what you're saying. Oh, it's exciting. But, God, that's scary as hell. And, and it, it is interesting to see how this is going to play out here over the next little bit. Because, it, yeah, Quads, I don't know, Quads is the goalie guy. I already, he says Skinner's good. Like, he also says Askarov's, like, the worst goalie of all time. Askarov sucks. So, I don't know. You heard what, it here first. Well, but he, like, Askarov was terrible in no, World Juniors. No, I was saying this before World Juniors. Everybody thinks this take comes from World Juniors. I watched Askarov in the KHL, and all everybody's like, oh, my gosh, top-round pick. I was like, this guy's structural abilities are horrible. And this segues perfectly into what I was just saying, because Mike McKenna and I do a little column on Daily Faceoff, where we basically just have conversations about goaltenders. We touched on Askarov. We did a whole article about that. But we also did one on the Oilers situation. Just yes. Oh, it's probably all biased. That website can't be trusted either. <laughs> Stuart Skinner, like we both really like Stuart Skinner. I'm talking about McKenna and I, we both really like Stuart Skinner, but there definitely are faults in his game. And one of those faults is just his backward skating isn't great. And his, that's going to limit oh, his that- lateral... His lateral mobility is definitely going to be. You want to play backward skating or you want to play ice hockey? Yeah, he can't I can give up one for a shit. Foul cow. That's what he can't do. That, no, that's gonna, yeah. it's gonna, it's whatever. Gonna lateral movement. And Oilers fans are going to notice this. I always like pointing this out. I always say this with Canucks prospects too. I like point out what fans are going to see and then they tweet me later. They're like, oh, I saw it. And we talk about post integration a lot on oh. our show. Uh, Chris doesn't like that, but it's a huge part of goaltending. And, you know, we talk about the reverse oh, VH. Miko does not integrate with the post. No, That's why I, that high short side is always available. Yes. And even seven hole. Yes. And we were even remember in the bar last night, I even said to you, I'm like, Miko's in the wrong stance there. Like mm-hmm. he shouldn't have been in the stance. Oh, for heaven's sake. Maybe if our goalie can't skate, he'll stay in his net. And if he stays in his net, he won't go for a wander. He won't so, wander. He'll make saves. So I, I got a question. What the hell? I got a question thing? for you talking about this. So the, the plan, I guess, on paper right now is to bring back Mike Smith for after the all-star break and have him and Koskinen. Um, and we play five games in eight days coming out of the break. That's two gross. of those are back-to-back nights. You need to have two goalies that can do this, like that can, that can have that are healthy. And so if, if Mike Smith's not hundred percent, you got to keep Skinner in there. Correct. Like, do, do we not agree with that? 
I agree. If you're asking me, I agree. Um, there's a similar situation going on in Vancouver right now with Yaroslav Halak because he has a no movement clause. Does does Koskinen have anything on his contract preventing him from being sent down or added to a taxi huh. squad? So I, we keep we got to pull this up, Puckpedia. I, I when he signed, I thought he had a no movement clause, but I I think in his last year, it's it's removed. Okay, because that's the big thing, right? Is, then why have we sent him down? Because that's that's exactly what I'm trying to find out and ask you guys is because you know when a player has a no movement clause, it also means you can't put him on the taxi squad, yeah. which is a big deterrent, right? Like that's why you won't see the Canucks, even though Spencer Martin went on a heater, uh, and Canucks yeah. fans think the Oilers are going to trade a first round pick for Spencer Martin. By the way, that's the narrative going around Vancouver. Um, but even though. Spencer Martin's going on this heater and they start Halak, even though he's in COVID when he comes out of COVID protocol and Demko was still there, they started Martin over Halak. The reason you're not going to see Martin start over Halak when he's actually healthy and Demko's healthy is because you're obviously not putting Thatcher Demko on waivers to send him to the taxi squad. You're also not putting Yaroslav Halak um, on the taxi squad because you literally cannot with his contract instruction, but I just looked it up. So he has a modified uh, no trade clause. All he has 15 team, no trade list. So you can put them on the taxi squad. So to answer your question. Yeah. Like I think you are starting Stuart Skinner again. You don't want to, it's a situation where you don't want to throw him into the fire too soon. Like it is too much to ask Stuart Skinner to step in and make starts over Miko Koskinen on a consistent basis. And you're our starter. Our season hinges on you, but if you have Mike Smith there and Stuart Skinner's your backup there, that's a much better situation for a young goaltender to kind of marinate in and, and come into the league in a much better, um, little bit less pressure uh, scenario because they were playing the wheels off him in Bakersfield. Uh, like what'd you say? Four and five nights or something like that. Yeah. Before yeah. COVID canceled the fourth. Yeah, it was he played three and four nights down there in Abbotsford. He was expected to play the fourth, but yeah, I, I don't know. Well, in my memory, find AHL my, goalie. I just don't know if he's the answer at the NHL. I don't know. If I know, but my but day. my my memory's not great for this kind of stuff. But there is a point in this season where he was our most consistent goalie between him and Koskinen. He had a little run there where he yeah, was so playing. Like I think you're thinking of like one game. We haven't played him. Nah, I think we're playing like. I think I'm talking about like two or three, but it just showed it. I know it wasn't that long, but it's all we have to talk about with him. Like, I don't, I don't know much about what he does in Bakersfield. Like I, I only know what I see up here and I'm thinking he's been, I'm I'm surprised at the AHL level. Yeah, he's good. There's no backward skating requirement in the AHL, though. That's, but you know what? Evident. This is even something for Oilers fans to kind of hang on to is McKenna and I were talking about it, and he's like, you know, yeah, backward skating is his weakness, but you don't use that as much as you used to. Like, you are you don't see goalies coming out as far as they used to. Like, think about, you know, even 10 years ago, how different goaltending is. Like, the, the big difference was the reverse VH is the thing that everybody uses now. So that means your, po- your lead leg on the post when you're integrating to it is the one that's along the ice. Before, that was the one that was upright on the post. Like, you guys will remember that. That was the VH. But now every goaltender has moved to the reverse VH. And even, you know, that's what makes Mike Smith, in my opinion, such an admirable goalie because he's changed his style so much because the game is always changing, right? Like, you know, people wonder why has Matt Murray struggled? It's because the league had a shift right after he won those cups and he didn't, wasn't able to adapt. He just wasn't able to. Uh, so you look at a guy like Mike Smith who has been able to adapt and change his game. Like go look at old Mike Smith tape. It looks nothing like what he looks like now. And I think that's something that's really like admirable to kind of look at and something that you should be keeping your eye on with Stuart Skinner as well. I was pretty in depth, man. Sorry. See, this is, yeah, I don't like this. Look at these Canucks convo guys, these Canucks army guys, they, they, they bring 
the heat, the facts. They're heavy with all their numbers and their facts. Listen, talk about the how we pick up go- <laughs> yeah. V8 or whatever. Here's how we yeah, fucking pick goalies out here. No one drinks say, V8. Like, yeah, let's that's be what, serious. Yeah, no. We, here's how we do it, boys. We say, who is available? And then we say, <laughs> okay. Who would play here? Some set of who's available. We go, okay, those are not options. Then we go what's called off-board. I'm looking for development leagues overseas in countries you may not think would have a hockey league. That's where we're looking. We're looking for standout talent from Kazakhstan. That's how you get Miko Koskinen long past his prime. It's worked so far, boys. I don't know. So, so just like this year so far, he started 11 games for us. Can you believe that? King Miko? It says in 2000, yeah, in the 2001, 2002, 21, 22 season. Am I looking at the wrong fucking thing here? Okay. I just looked it up. Yeah, it's not Jeez, Chalmers. You can't come. No, no, no. I'm on. Chalmers, this is the Canucks Army guys. They have a real show. No, 12 12 games played. 12 games played. I don't know if any of those have been in relief. 12 games played for. uh, 12 games. He started 11 games for us. What's his record? He's got five and six. But but that's that's not that reflective. A lot of the losses were early. In the last four games he's played for us, he's three and one. That's on December 16th against the Blue Jackets, the 18th against Seattle, January 15th against Ottawa, and the 29th against Montreal. Well, there's your guy. There's your guy. That's what he's, I, got a, he's got a 925 in the A, right? Like, that's those are good numbers. Those are very respectable numbers. And like I said, Faber's seen him a lot. Uh, I've yeah, picked apart his also, game a lot when more. I saw Skinner in the A2, now that I think about it, like, the Abbotsford Canucks skated, like, 16 players. They're missing, like, eight guys due to COVID. So it's not like Skinner was standing on his head against like a quality HL team. He was facing PTO guys and guys that were just coming back from COVID. So, I mean, he was playing well, and I'm sure that he plays well in the AHL like consistently. But well, like, like you said, it kind of surprised me to hear 11 starts for Skinner in, in the NHL. <laughs> I'm shocked. I thought <laughs> that, he's maybe played five really. games. He, this year. he has, no, he has 12 starts in his career and 11 of them are this year. I know I was a shock. I'm like thinking I'm looking at a different season. No, that is this season. So, I don't know. I don't know what to say. All I know is that coming back from this fucking break with this condensed schedule, thanks to COVID, like it is, I mean, it's that five, big. five and eight in eight days. And then we play another, I mean, five over 10, but it, there's another section of the schedule that's like that. And oh, in this section coming up, you know, Vegas, San Jose, the Kings and the Ducks are all teams that are super important. And we play them in, all four of those teams in two weeks, plus mix in a game against the Blackhawks and a game against the Islanders. You know, we need to have two goaltenders that can get us through that. That it, there's just nothing, there's nothing else to be said about that. And if Smith can do it, then I want to see Smith and I don't give a shit who the other one is because I have zero confidence really in either of them, but there's upside, I think in Skinner. I don't know. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's a just lot so to expect for this season. Like it takes it is as humble just, as it takes a while. Look at Spencer Martin's what 25, 26? 26. And he's starting to really show his his potential. So we well, still we still could be a few years away from getting Skinner to where we want to be, but so we've got a gap to fill. And Mike Smith can't be relied on because now the injury bug is attacking him at will. So how do you break down Skinner's career and not even mention his mustache, Charlie? <laughs> It is like a a hell of a duster. Have you seen it? It's a hell of a duster. His, I mean, his pictures there, you know how, when you Google somebody, you get like the box on the right. That's got a whole, like it's got like five or six different pictures of them. 
the one when he's drafted, he looks so young. Yeah. And then but he doesn't have then, his duster. Oh my God. You put a mustache and a little goat on him. Hell, he's a good looking young man. He's like a guy from the 1930s when everyone prided themselves on their mustache. It was like your defining feature. <laughs> Skinner's of that era. He's got a fantastic I mean, just, mustache. You could also just be like, a musketeer, put a floppy hat on him. Yes, is that's there, what I'm talking about. Is there any one particular thing that the Oilers need more than for him to just come out of nowhere and be and like really start to progress and become Our special? First, first legitimate NHL starter. Since we drafted one. His name was Devin Dubnik. We ruined his life, and then he went on to. Yeah. I think win the no, but that's not the, the that's not the point. We all know Smith is the not question. the answer. We yeah, all know cost is not the answer. We asked the question. We should never have asked that question. Never ask. Else we would have had some he- good goaltending. I gotta okay, say, I, I want to talk to yeah. I want to I want to ask you guys your your opinion on this because there other than Skinner becoming special, we know Smith, we know Koskinen is not the answer, and who's out there? Like who's out there? What are our options right now? Again, I'm gonna you know every Vancouver Canucks fan that listens to this is gonna hate me for saying this because they all want Edmonton to give up a first round pick for Spencer Martin, but. Um, we might give you two. That's yeah. how good we are. I don't, I don't know if, uh, if you want that stop gap, but you almost need to have some sort of stop gap. I don't actually think Spencer Martin's the answer. There's just not much available. Like there are not a lot of goaltenders just readily available out there for, what, for teams to go after. What about like, uh, they could be all in on Kemper after the, cause he only has one. You didn't resign, right? He has got one year left on his deal. Yeah. So he's a UFA. Yeah. What about getting uh Dreger out of Seattle? Cause he's buried behind Grubauer. And, yeah, they, but, and they bucked up for Dreger. Yeah, but but Dreger hasn't played well either, right? Like you don't want, I don't think you want to put all your chips in the basket on like one of these guys. You need to draft and develop a goaltender. You look at the teams that we have don't have a, that kind of time. Well, exactly. And that's that's the problem the, is you need to that's get, the fucking problem. It's you need to get a stopgap to fill in the time between Skinner because you don't want to rush Skinner. But what I will say about Skinner, I was at uh the Oilers morning skate when they were in Vancouver. I was the only media member that stayed. Me and Kevin Woodley, actually, of course. Um Skinner was the first goalie on the ice, even though he wasn't starting, and he was also the last off the ice. He was the last player off the ice, first player on the ice first player off the or last player off the ice as well. So I'm just saying like his work habits are there. That's what you want to see in a young prospect. He wants to improve and he wants to get better. And that's definitely a good sign for a young goalie. They, I always well, look at their practice work habits when I evaluate goaltenders. So that's, so I, you always hear the thing about like McDavid, they stay after practice and McDavid runs some agility drills and you know, the guys stay out there and do that. Like if there was an opportunity for a guy like Skinner to get extra work, against some of the best shooters in the league that's it you know what i mean so like the table set for him in a way and i just hope that he can what's what's that he can only be good it's it's a circumstance he can only be good we're gonna make him good i believe we're gonna make him good we're gonna gonna make him good good. let's have faith all right is that enough skinner talk that a goal this is the most we've talked about goaltending this is the most we've talked about Hockey. It's a good thing no one listens to this podcast. Like, who the heck? What am I listening to? This is a real <laughs> hockey podcast. What the fuck is going on? Well, what do you guys want to? Well, like, okay, so well, we got we got quads and faves here, so we should just talk to them as human beings. So I'll kind of can I ask them a couple questions first. tonight. Can I ask a couple questions? Ask a of course, yeah. This is what I want to talk up. to them as human beings. <laughs> How <laughs> so did you guys? Hey, I'm going to go full your oh. M check. This segment brought to you by Twig and Berries. Yeah, yeah. Check out the ODR selection at Twig and Berries. Use na- use promo code NATION15. Suck at your M, Chuck. 
So Wanya here, longtime hockey blogger, and no one ever asked me if I wanted to have a real radio show. And I was wondering how you got a real radio show and what advice you would have for people how to get a radio show. Uh, no, Chris Faber. Be- become friends with Chris Faber. That's how. It works. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I, yeah. I've been producing at Sportsnet since December 2020. Uh, okay. Just, like, stuff behind the scenes. Then eventually, I just kept pestering and pestering, saying that. You know, we have a podcast and we've been hosting together. We have good chemistry. And then they gave us an opportunity for like three hours. I don't know why we like jumped right to three hours on the weekend. Like that's a like, lot of time. To they film. just yeah. went that's a lot. Us. That's like a good six segments of show. Like I thought it was just gonna be like one hour on like Sunday night, but it's like, hey, we're going to put you in like the pregame for three hours, even though you've never hosted radio. And then- so you, you pestered them though, for the record, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, you no. pestered them. You said, give us a show. Cause people listening sometimes on the questions is like, how do you make it in sports media when really no one's hiring these days, right? And I so can, many times you have to sweat motherfuckers and you have to volunteer for stuff. And you yeah. have to make your own lanes. I just wanted to hear the story of how you guys made your Or own lanes. you just create a fictional place called The Jungle and just get callers to call in and say stupid shit all day. <laughs> I can kind of speak to that because, you know, Faber and I both went through very similar trajectories. But basically, uh, I got my start at a different media company just as an unpaid blogger. That's really how you have to start because nobody knows your name at that point. Uh, I actually got my start by DMing Chris because he was a Canucks fan on Twitter. I was a Canucks fan on Twitter. I saw he was writing at this site and I said, hey, I'm really good at writing, I think, not to toot my own horn. You can say their site. We don't care. It's all good. Yeah, well, it was a fan-sided site, the fan-sided Canucks yeah, site. Yeah. And uh, okay. I asked Chris how I could get started because I was hating university. I was studying English with hopes of becoming an English teacher. And sorry, um, Quads, what year was this, just for people? 2019. I was... Look I was how fast shit happens, people. No, yeah, I was 19. 2019, you're DMing your boy on Twitter. Now you have your own radio show for three hours. What's Quick. more fucked is like quads has come to two different sites that I've been writing at and become my boss within <laughs> six months. Like he, <laughs> he showed up at the uh, Canuck way, became my boss in six months. So two I months. That took me two months. Two months. So then I left and went to Canucks Army when Ryan Beach was still the managing editor, came here, worked for Canucks Army. And then like as soon as the spot opened up, for him to just come on as contributor, Ryan, I think, brought him in at the time, too. Jackson. Jackson, Jackson Donald. Whatever. The next Who hates editor, me now. <laughs> the next editor brought him in at the time. Like, he's become my boss twice. So that's why, like, I need to push him around the podcast because that's the only spot where, Interesting. Like, somehow yeah. he's going to figure out how to become my boss there, even though I started the damn thing. Yeah. Jay asked me my career goals when I joined Canucks Army. I said to be Faber's boss at all times. Yeah. Well, I, I had to make that happen <laughs> very fast. Um, I, I did my part. But, yeah, that was basically how it got started is just, you know, grind away. Uh write as much as you can. Um, I was very fortunate. I was able to like live at home. So I wasn't really, um, having to work full time. I was, you know, in school as well. So I was really fortunate in that regard. Uh, obviously not everybody has the same opportunities that we do, but we got very lucky as well. Like a lot of it is just grinding and the right people noticing. Um, no, one of which is sitting beside me, too, like going out of your way. Like you asked how you made it happen with the radio show. Like I yeah, literally just at the time we had TSN, we had sports and I would email the managing or i would email basically the bosses at both sites like both radio stations every like two months asking if there was any opportunity for an internship and then after not doing it for like six months sportsnet just hit me up in an email was like hey it's december everyone's taking all this time off we want to train you up as like a a board op or a producer and like things like that like if you're not texting email yes you can not getting out of your control this you can yeah. control the controllables. You can make sure that you're the most annoying person in their inbox. Absolutely. If it's a job you name, want, right? Like even if you're annoying as shit, like as long as they know yeah. your name, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. And you can do it. You'll job. never see, sorry to interrupt, you'll never see Canucks radio host on monster.com. Like you just won't, right? You have to build your own 
way into it and like doing stuff for free, like writing a blog on your own website every day. Your ramp truck does that. You guys did that. We did that ourselves. That's how this whole thing came to be. There are free things you can do in the short term while you have a day job. If you want to build your way into sports media. Well, and, that. and not to be afraid to put yourself out there because I don't know if you guys want to tell everybody about the person you guys just hired. Uh, we did us. We, no, no, no. To J, J, JR, and we can Which cut this if you want. But person, um, it's been a, it's been a when, busy week. When we were on, damn, we what doing, a flex. When we were doing uh, the show with your with business dad, Chris Labossier, mm. um, basically, you guys threw out there that you needed a position filled and to reach out. And a lot of people would be like, "Oh, it might not work," and I'm not. I'm nervous. I don't want to just reach out and do that kind of thing. But somebody reached out and. I believe you hired them, did you not? Several yeah, we, really so good people. We, 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 yeah, we had our uh, our episode and we had Business Dad on. We talked about the integrator position that we want to fill within the company to help just just help help this actually become a real company. You need someone like a like a chief operating officer, GM, whatever, but someone who is just a mastermind of how operations work and how to communicate and bring different factions of the business together. So yeah, we posted on Indeed and LinkedIn and all that stuff, but, and we got a bunch of candidates and it turned out that, uh, the successful candidate was a listener of real life yeah, who lives in Victoria, who is now <laughs> living in Edmonton, who's from Edmonton originally, uh, still has his family here is going to work in Edmonton three weeks a month. Beautiful. That's yeah, crazy, man. Pop. Many ways to get many ways to get to your desired goal. Yeah. None of them are wrong. Which three months is he spending in Edmonton? Three weeks. Three, three, weeks, three. Month. three okay. weeks a month, yeah. I was going to say, I was like, what three months is the best months to be here? <laughs> uh, well, the, the, Not the, November, December, January. have been pretty, pretty nice. Well, last week in January is nice. Or in Jasper is nice. But anyways, that's another thing. I would prefer a cold, sunny day to a rainy day with no snow 100 times out of 100, gentlemen. That's fair. 100 yeah. times out of 100. It's, a winter. it's very depressing to live in the, in the winter, right? Yeah, we're really rainy in the winter. You yeah. should have seen yeah. Vancouver. We had a minus 12 day in Vancouver this year, and people went nuts. World like, shut down. Minus 12 ruined our whole city. And yeah. that's, but that's like humid cold, too, right? That's true. That's, that's a, true. I've noticed that it's different. It's a different kind of cold like, here. Like minus a, 20 yeah. with no wind is a walk in the park here. Yeah. yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I thought. That's my impression of Edmonton. Not as bad as I thought. I really like it here. So quads, quads was here early, uh, uh, in August. That's yes. what I was trying to say. Late August, he was here. He came for a visit. And we had some good chats. And uh, one of the things on the itinerary that we did not get to was having a donair. Mm. So quads, basically the first words out of his mouth when he got out of his Uber to come meet us at Dog Patch last night was, we need to go for a donair. So we decided for lunch today, we didn't have much time to go out for Donair. So we hopped on DoorDash, ding dong, and uh, went to Buster's, our Buster's Pizza and Donair. And they delivered us some delicious Donairs. And the funny thing was, and this is, this is the cute thing, right? Because we're proud of, Emin, uh, of Donairs in Edmonton. It's an Edmonton right. thing, right? You are. You are. Del- I'm proud too, Chalmers. Is yeah, you. yeah, Chalmers <laughs> is, yeah, don't worry about him. He's at plus. Donairs he's are overrated. Oh my anyways. god! In front of guests, you're being yeah, exactly. So, anyways, like Jesus. we like to because I think we like lead the world in donair shops in a city. We Congrats. you know deserve to be the authorities of this. So, uh, 
so quads and them are like, yeah, well, we have donairs in Vancouver all the time. I'm like, uh huh, sure. So I'm like going to, uh, I get on the DoorDash app and, uh, okay, what are you getting? And, uh, quads goes, uh, I'll get a lamb donair, please. <laughs> okay, quads. <laughs> Extra <laughs> olives, I suppose. Sweet well, boy. <laughs> they have lamb donair in Vancouver. I was trying to explain this. I get that proper donair is like some beef thing, but you can get. Nobody needs to know what the meat is. What are we? Exactly. That's part of the whole Nobody does know what the meat is. Can I get a. You don't need to know everything. He thinks it's lamb, chicken, and beef are your donair options. Every every donair shop in Vancouver, those are your options. But that's what I'm saying. They're not donair shops. They might be donair kebab shops or they're shawarma shops. They're not a donair. Okay. I, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying because I've learned something new today. Yes, but they yeah. call them Donair. Like, they don't say, well, then, this is shawarma. They then say, we've got a class action lawsuit like? we got to take, take on a flight to Vancouver and slap some people with because they're defaming the slander towards a Donair that yeah. is happening right now is very, very off-putting. Big Donair is a dangerous industry. Well, <laughs> you know what? It is in Edmonton because, like I said, people will live and die by their Donair shop. Like, it's Hatfield and McCoy's. It, it, can, it can get to that level. When you get going like this, Jay, I see just a countdown over your head until you're in the donair business. I feel like it's the one thing in your life you're passionate about you haven't gotten into. <laughs> when does that day come when you enter into the donair or possibly donair NFT market? Donair NFT is well, it's, it's funny you bring that up. One, I, I was I was actually approached um, <laughs> about uh, uh, scaling a uh, donair a local donair shop, but I how just, couldn't you? Well, it's, it's more of the time thing, but I, I, I just, it could be done. There's a lot of work left to do with Oodle Noodle. It's something I can definitely go back to. But what I would like for us to see for us is a nation donor somewhere. Huh. Yes. yes. Right. So like it's, it's so I, like, so I, it's either in uh, a nation owned bar or just yep. a partner or, or, or nation hospitality partner. And we build yep. and construct, like we are in charge of like sourcing the meat, the spiciness of the meat, the sauce, the viscosity. Could you the prototype sauce, donairs the in the lettuce, meat, the Roma tomatoes, all of that stuff? Because we will go Roma tomatoes to make a nation donair. Jay, could you prototype donairs in a noodle location? I think what you could maybe introduce donair meat as a protein option. Could you do just like a ghost kitchen inside it where all of a sudden all the nudes now are donair restaurants too that do delivery? That would be well. So you, there, there'd be an. In, so you're you're messing with the oodle noodle system when you introduce something that's completely kind of not complimentary. No question. Is there like forty extra square feet to throw a donair spinner in? Maybe in some stores. Maybe in some. It, what? Uh, it's as though you don't we, own a giant chain of seventeen what locations with a factory. Oodle noodle. Oodle noodle. Part of the atmosphere is the fact that when you go in, it's like a really cool. Like walk fire noodle restaurant, right? But if we're gonna start, you going put into a all these donair spit in the back corner, and all of a sudden it becomes like, what are we? I don't well, know. You guys get donairs it, it for the nation, and the I'll be of oodle noodle. We do I'll wings, be pulling my Neil Young fucking, card. We do butter I'm chicken. Out. We do butter chicken. We do butter chicken mac and cheese. I'm just saying, if the man loves donairs, he has distribution <laughs> network already. Well. The, de- definitely do I'd have to get Sonny's approval but maybe it's a way to incorporate maybe, maybe it's not a good idea I'm just saying yeah, no, it's, hey donairs are delicious point, man. the idea of a nation donair being sold somewhere would be amazing if we do it in Vancouver we can get a lamb one 
Oh God! Oh my God! What that color pineapple? There's only one color. Sorry, Definitely no affiliation. No affiliation with the Nation Network. Rogue Donair Company. The West Coast Lamb. These guys already. Oilers Nation Donair is seven kilograms. It wears a belt. It's so big. It has like a 32 waist. A Donair. The Nation. That'll be the day. Jay sells Canucks Army. He's just like, yeah, just take it. We don't want anything to do with it. You brought this this horrible donair to us. Yeah, we don't take want your donair. Yeah, we don't get want out of here. To do with this. But yeah, it was it, it was very cute because it's it's nice to see. Like we're all Canadians, right? And so we all you know cheer for Team Canada, but we're all different in our own communities because we all have different you know just just like how donairs of and 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 the influence of you know like Ukrainian Polish. Lebanese influence we have in our culinary Vietnamese in our, in, in Edmonton's culinary scene. Like, so the two, the two big currencies in Edmonton, green onion cakes and donairs. Oh, I tried but then in the onion. home, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the household, it is cabbage rolls. It's pierogies. Like this is all big, like staples in, of, of Edmonton food, but it's funny, you know, you go to Vancouver also in Canada and you go to a donair shop that has three different protein options. Mm-hmm. And falafel. We used to be falafel a country. Okay. What's that? We used to be a country, a proper country. Yeah. Now look at us, so divided. So divided. What, what did you yeah, make me try Nova last Scotia? time? Doesn't Nova Scotia like you guys were saying? Nova Scotia is completely different, donor. No, so it's I'm not going. completely Halifax, different. So yeah. the the Halifax, Halifax donor, donor, they yeah. don't believe in having lettuce. They actually don't believe really in vegetables on the donor. Okay, right. So and they grill it kind of too, right? Donor. Like the veggies, at least kind of offset any kind of potential for a gout flare-up where in Halifax they're all in on that also there's sweet sauce so we love our sweet sauce which is like a very liquidy mm-hmm. sauce which you guys saw and you saw me make a big pool mess of it in front of me while I was eating it likewise they uh they use a thicker a little bit more garlic infused sauce which I also enjoy I'll give them props on the sauce it's just not a donair you can be delicious there's nothing saying that you can't have a garlic lamb kebab that isn't out of this world yeah but then it's good but it's a great kebab delish delicious kebab what did you make me try last time that i really liked green onion cakes i think it was called right yeah it was so good it took quads you've got to try that that's what we got to get favor to try before we leave or next time we can chalmers me and jay argued over green onion cakes just like we thought about introducing donairs there and oodle noodle may not happen but we bet on green onion cakes when it was a fairly like small sourced thing and oodle noodle was in fact able to sell a lot of them they're delicious no yeah no no i get that part but what i'm saying is because that kind of ties in like green onion cakes ties into like the asian food flair right but like when you go to a you know when you go to those jay, did you like, like jay did you like butter chicken poutine make it and then make them make it for you and put it on the menu um I feel like that was your baby. You're like, this is delicious. It was, it was, it was an experiment. Cause once again, so thinking, let's, let's unpack butter chicken poutine for a second. So it's poutine crazed market. Yeah. So what would be an oodle noodle spin on butter chicken poutine? But most importantly, what is it? Is, is it something that can fit the system? So all you need to do to be able to sell butter fries. chicken poutine at oodle noodle is just bring in fries and put them in a freezer and drop them in the fryer when someone makes an order. So but a hater could say, hey, why does Oodle Noodle have potatoes? That's not noodle. It falls under no, the oodle of Oodle Noodle. Oh, yeah, that's why okay, you put so, in butter chicken. I'll say Oodle something. Noodle could sell radial tires if it was so inclined. It falls under the Oodle of Oodle Noodle. Yeah, but it's all a matter of what it does to them. Like, in my opinion, 
I believe that selling Donairs out of Oodle Noodle would cheapen the brand because Donairs to me seems like a fast food, like cheap style meal that you can go pick up with a side of fries, right? And Oodle Noodles doesn't, is not like that to me. Well, that's That's nice. That's my opinion. Also, your disdain for Donairs comes through loud and clear. (laughs) But here's the fact. Sweet sauce, buddy. There's not many times I order a pizza from someplace and don't make sure that the pizza place has Donairs because I want a side of Donair sauce. Like I love Donair sauce. Talking. Oh my God, it's the best. Like I always get that. So it's just, it's the, the meat and the lettuce and just the cheese. It just isn't, it just doesn't work for me. I'm not going to, uh, whatever. We, we all like our own shit. I, gotta, I, I don't got like donairs. donairs too. So our donairs in Vancouver is like there's a lot more vegetables that you yeah, put in. That's like, why I asked for light when veg. You, yeah, when you guys, oh like, my you goodness. just said lettuce, tomato, onion. We have like pineapples, mushrooms. Oh. <laughs> that's what I wanted to add. It's like no pineapple on pizza. Okay, bad. I've never gotten that. So, so this is not a donair. And, okay. and, then, and then they see the donair and they're like, oh, this is like a different wrap. Yeah, yeah it was. The, you know what? The pita was thicker here. It's like it so, wasn't as what thick. we have in bank. Our donair, as I'll have to do, thank you, thank here. you for that. <laughs> because you're, you're like, I liked the meat, better I liked here. this a lot, better. but ours is <laughs> just a big pita. It's like what it, it basically looks like a calzone yeah. stuffed with the it's, same it's thing huge. that you got. Oh, like, I was trying bigger. to show you, like, so it it's pita pit. Basically, it's pita pit. Yeah, that's yeah. what most of the donair spots. See, that's hey, fair. do you guys have pita pit? Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're not so different. Okay, yeah. we're back. Don't, we're back. Donair in Vancouver, I think it's called donair dude. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the imagine that guy. So branding, imagine, imagine being it. that guy. But if someone offers me canned mushrooms or pineapple on my donair, I am going to throw up yeah. on. on I've never, I've never donair, dude. I'd fight. Yeah, I'd throw up right in front of donair, dude. Would you fight <laughs> another donair hot take? dude on behalf of Oodle Noodle Jay? Would you square off with donair, dude? There can only be one. I would square off against Noodle King. <laughs> Fictitious you, fictitious you and Noodle King can probably fight you fair. Chances are you could beat up the Donair dude. So there's probably a, there's a rival Noodle chain that, that only lives uh, on Twitter called Noodle King that is anti Oodle Noodle. So they don't sell green onion cakes; they sell red onion cakes. Mm. And their president's name is Ray Upton. And they tell us off all the time on Twitter, but it's not us. Yeah, it's it's great, and it was all because Wanda had a dream about it, and then someone ran with it, and now it's become a thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Did you know our listeners? Whatever what you wish for. What's that? Our listeners call you Downtown Jay. There's like a character oh, on our show. Yeah. You have your own character. Oh, the Big Boss of Nation Downtown Network. Jay. Oh, I'm gonna come on the podcast. Absolutely. I, I got to set the record straight. Came on. That's how the name and came. Like, right after you left, I think I was like, "Well, that was Downtown Jay." And you're like, <laughs> "I was like, that was Jay Downtown." And then he's like. It's not his name. <laughs> you got to come up with like a cool downtown, downtown character, Jay. You got to have like a cool downtown way when you go on the show, knowing that's how you roll. 100%. You're like, what's up with all these skyscrapers and all this heavy traffic? Hey, Wanye. Downtown. Mm. You want another hot take? Yeah. What do you got? Poutine. Poutine. Disgusting. Oh, no. Oh, no. Gosh, whatever. Oh, you, so you, many you, oh fries and gravy. Add some cheese. Let's take. make it a name for it. And everybody thinks oh, they're cool because they eat goodness. it. It is wow. gross. I don't like wow. it. Oh my god. That is not a hot take. That is that is a <laughs> that is a we have, we have guests over and now you're just take. acting crazy. <laughs> we all have our own food style. But listen, you will not catch me dead eating no poutine anywhere. Where have you oh, tried sorry, Chalmers? Sorry, sorry, sorry. This is coming from the guy 
who, who whose number one lunchtime restaurant in the city is 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. okay. That is so not Chalmers true. Chalmers and 7-Eleven cater his wedding. to start FYI. a world war you, for not getting the old yeah. pizza. <laughs> you yeah. always, okay, listen. My take on 7-Eleven was when they first initially had pizza, I was this, in a place where- This is where a good take. This is a good take. I He's could not, not get food anywhere else. And pizza, and so I was like, man- I'm buying convenience store pizza. This is a low point in my life. And I had it yes, and it was bottomed. fucking great. It, it was, was, it was awesome. Hut. It was a pizza hut connection at first. Was I don't know what it was, but it was fantastic. It was really good pizza back. Is that and like, then they, is that like, there's a pizza hut connection to, um, to Seven Eleven, Same as you hear about like Kirkland brand vodka is actually gray goose. So I saw something on Instagram that said like 31 brands you wouldn't believe were actually Kirkland brands. And it was, some of them were shocking. Some of them were like dog food and like stuff like that. But some of them, they don't even try to say that they're not like the, the, the Kirkland golf balls are like a legit golf ball. Like they're, they're, I don't remember. Sorry. They have a putter and and wedge set. It's Callaway. And it's yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's legit. Okay. Our friend just said that he bought a pair of shorts at Costco and he also owns a pair of shorts at Lulu from Lululemon. And that not only do they have, they feel the same fabric, they have the same pocket stitches and they have the same, like the logo in the exact same spot. He is convinced that they were made for Costco by Lululemon. What? And Charles, that's like yeah. my friend. He has a Lamborghini, but it says Kirkland on the back. Well, no, and, it's like, uh, a, it's like a Fiero it running off Ferrari parts. <laughs> we had a, my be, my best buddy back in the day he, he used to go to this guy's house and he's like oh man that's a sweet ferrari and the guy in his alberta accent went oh she's a fiero but she's running all ferrari parts and he, he just every time we saw a shitty car he would say that and god did it make me laugh so yeah kirkland you, like you yeah. say my kirkland lamborghini is a fiero running ferrari parts yes Kirkland olive oil, which is like $10 cheaper than the really good olive oil they sell, is the exact same olive oil. Straight up. I like how I, I shouldn't have went down the Kirkland path here because I really want you to finish the 7-Eleven. Okay, oh, well, so I try. I have the pizza. It's great. And now I'm like, oh, like I really like pizza. I'm, I, I, I have pizza all over. I know what's good. I know what's bad. And for, to me, oh, at least. Your hot take? Pizza well, sucks. <laughs> you hate pizza and it's mean uh pizza yeah. is mean but mean. but then all of a sudden like it's got to be like six months into them having pizza and they go to the mini pizzas and they don't cook them long enough they're these soggy little messes and it was like you're just getting into the food industry and you're gonna have something that hits and then take it away and i was just disappointed and buddy i'll tell you I, like i i was diametrically opposed to getting pizza or food from 7-Eleven. And that pizza was fantastic right off the bat. It just was. I eat a lot of and gas now it sucks. sushi. And, and, and this I'm not is the guy who doesn't like poutine or donaire. Yeah. So yeah. I don't like, what, what do we think? What do we think is Chalmers is a food critic. He's an anti-donaire poutine 7-Eleven pizza eater. Okay. But here we go. So when I order pizza for the family, we go to places that are, you know, off the beaten path. And this weekend, when we were in Jasper, we went to Jasper Pizza. The pizza was great, but to me, it was too floppy. You know what I mean? 
tasted amazing, but the experience of eating it. So I'm very particular in these stupid little ways. Don't airs. You're, you're used to eating 7-Eleven cardboard. Everything's exactly, yeah. floppy. The way I feel garbage. five hours after eating a Donair is 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 about 75% of why I hate Donairs. Maybe oh, you're remembering all the too big a Donair. We had a regular cheese Donair no, for lunch. You don't need to go I, big wood. I, I haven't skipped a beat. No, no. Like when you burp up that, I didn't like the half. Whatever. Quads did offer me a piece of gum about five minutes after consuming. <laughs> yeah, for sure he did. Office. So you're, you're not wrong with that. I've had two energy drinks since that Donair and like <laughs> just finding like a nice balance. But of don't like blame the Donair. Out. You're up till nine in the Maybe morning. Maybe you're not drinking uh, strong so enough Faber energy watches, drinks. So Faber watches uh, the European leagues for prospects. So he watches TV all wow. hours of the night. <laughs> Sounds fun. Info. Wow. Also, you, you want another fun fact, Wanye? So they're staying in Suite 97 in the Upper Oh, They are a customer. They're going to leave a great review. Please do. Fantastic. Please do. Please do. So part of the reason of the delay of us launching the suites was supply chain. We ordered a bunch of shit like 12 months ago, 18 months ago. And when we were ready to open, say, in like October, none of the stuff was here. So we made the decision in December to just get couches, temporary couches from somewhere else. So we borrowed them from a realtor friend of ours who does staging. They're all our staging couches and they're beautiful couches, but we, we needed to, cause like they're, they're, everything was finally in them except for these couches and these couches have a hide a bed in them. So the couches I think we've had now for maybe three weeks or so. And we've had, we, so we've had guests come in and they've been staying there, but they've only been like individual or couples that have been staying in the suites. So Faber and quads are staying in one suite. And so one bed, one hide a bed. Well, this couch is brand new. So <laughs> these guys are like one thirty in the morning are trying to figure out a pull out the pull out couch or the just pull out Faber. bed, just Faber, in the but bedroom. all the zip ties and everything from it being new and like ship. Oh no. So they were struggling last night to figure out how to un- un- unveil the bed from the couch. She's brand new boys. Sorry about yeah. that. So I'm like, I was yanking it. Like quads. I were trying oh, to I'd lose my first. shit. And then end of the day, I'm laying on the couch. And I'm like, okay, I'm too tall for the couch. <laughs> like oh, my leg no. is like hanging off. I'm like, my, I'd be like quads. I'm coming in. I hope you're wearing ginch. We're going 50, 50 on your bed. <laughs> the worst part, like when I finally got underneath of it, I was like, Oh, look at these, these zap straps. I got it ripped up here. So I got to cut these apart. Cause it says oh, it. It's like a big shit. piece of paper that says cut this before opening. I'm like, God, we're, we're dumb. Uh, so I get underneath this thing and I have to like balance the whole weight of the couch, like on my knee to like, as you would like jack up a car to hold up the couch to get underneath. So I got this couch oh, no. on my knee. It's 1.30 in the morning. I'm like slicing it with a steak knife because the, the scissors that they're in there, there's, there's like two small scissors, not like oh, a big cardboard sakes. cutting one. So I had to use a steak knife underneath. Please them. don't mention any of this in your Google review. <laughs> this will be the five-star podcast. It's like, once yeah. I figure it out, I'm so though. happy. It's <laughs> pretty good though, otherwise, oh, right? Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, it's no, no, it's, it's awesome. a funny story is all. No, 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 I know. This I just want the listeners to hear right? that, Jay. I just oh, want to yeah, tell the other oh, half. It's, it's, I, I think it's funny. It's 10 I out didn't of 10. want to wake up quads either. So he's sleeping in. Yeah, he yeah. has all the blankets and sheets and, and everything are in his room. Oh, you have the whole world by the tail. Last night, where like my legs are sticking to the mattress. So, <laughs> now we got a sheet on there. Things are getting better. <laughs> everything was everything that was supposed to be there was there as yep. we like to deliver on the experience. It's just the zip ties won the night. And I woke up 
in the morning to text from Faber at 1.40, said, hey, are you awake? I could really use some help. And oh, then, no. What is he propositioning? And then 20 <laughs> minutes later, 20 minutes later, he's like, never mind. I've got it. I took care of it. Oh, no. I'm like, did he need? I thought he needed help, like spelling something or like figuring something out for an article that we he was working on. So I I was spelling something. I'd be like, you text me, are you up after one thirty in the morning? We're gonna have hands. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I woke up and that's what I found out. I I found uh, that this is this had all happened while I was peacefully sleeping. It was great though. Like I oh. like our arrangement. I got the bedroom. He's got the couch. It works fine. And now great. the couch is great. Now the couch is perfect. You set it up for us. Thank you. Yeah, it's all good to go. Guys. I blame the supply chain. But we walked so that all of the future guests could run. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Never have so, to be cut open once. Only once. Only once. So yeah, it's all forever. She's she's purring like a kitten now. Yep. <laughs> I love it up there. I think those things are beautiful. I hope you have a great stay. Are they the first ones to stay in? No, no, no. Yeah. They've been we've been renting them out since what one uh, mid December. Oh, Mid December, sure. you like how one's ninety nine and one's ninety seven, boys? Uh, I love the pictures outside. Yeah, the it's, pictures. It's, we it's, love hockey here in Edmonton, boy awesome. howdy! Yeah. No, they're cool. I, everyone who stayed in them so far has left great reviews, boy, so that's that's like good too. Just the like, yeah. Yeah. you can Everything. order up baked oh, goods. Hey, we literally piped in the uh, bake vent, bake uh, bakery venting into the rooms. That's good. Yeah. Outside yeah. your room, boys. Outside your room is a tray, and yes. if you put a little check mark on there with the whiteboard pen. You get baked goods delivered to your door free yeah. in the morning from the bakery. Yeah. We did that. That's a boss. It's yeah. an experience. You yeah. can't do that at the bloody Fairmont Hotel McDonald. You can only do that there. That's for gangsters only. I yeah. stayed in a hotel last time I was here, and I must say this is a lot better. Well, they came huh. and they got dropped off at Dog Patch. We came, we watched the game, had had the nacho burger, which was Ooh. dynamite. Interesting. Uh, and uh and a beer pro uh, promotion. So that was good. And then I, Nacho uh, Burger. I, I, they, their on. commute involved going up an elevator two flights and staying in their suite. Unbelievable. And That's then great. and then their commute in the morning involved going one floor down an elevator to the office. Yeah. How about that, eh, boys? Where, how about uh, an office with a hotel in it? It was great. They won't they won't set foot and see one lick of Edmonton. It's just going to be <laughs> all in this. We got them contained in this building vertically. <laughs> I don't want to uh, interrupt your guys's uh, infomercial, infomercial for the dog patch. Oh, um, and the building and the Airbnb. But, and the building. And the but, but I'm looking at the clock here, and I know we're getting to the end of this thing, and oh. we haven't even talked about what I wanted to talk about with Michael ending Kingsbury. this podcast. Do we need to do an ad? No. Nope. Yeah, do an ad first because okay. it's sponsored now, right? Well, I, well I, I shouted out our friends at DoorDash, Ding Dong. Yeah. Ding Dong. Use code real life for 25% off your first over order and no delivery fees. Order Oodle order Buster's Pizza, mm-hmm. order any donair, to be honest, but an Edmonton donair. It's not DoorDash of donair from uh, from <laughs> Vancouver because it's going to have... Can I order Twig and Berries on DoorDash? You know what? Well, you can order PetSmart on DoorDash. Yeah, I saw that. So if you need to we feed your dog, that, yeah. and yeah, if you're getting a donair for yourself and you want to get a little doggy treat donair, you can do that. Through That's PetSmart. a dog, that, man. That PetSmart deal, I got to like... One time I was on DoorDash and it just said $20 of free stuff. There was no like anything else. I ordered $21 worth of dog toys. I paid a dollar. Oh, man. You have a dog? Like, I don't know. I maybe screwed DoorDash. Do you have a dog <laughs> though, Faber? Uh, yeah, I got a little dog. Little oh, okay. Man. That makes more sense. I didn't know if you had yeah. a dog or not. No, I mean, it's just a good, 
good deal anyways. You just pay it a dollar. Yeah, like, fuck, I don't need a dog to get free dog toys. Well, <laughs> and, and not to shamelessly plug our bakery, but to shamelessly plug our bakery, we're now selling and making our own dog treats. And I read the ingredients really? and they are appetizing to the humans as well. I'm probably going to share one with hot dog here later tonight. So I picked <laughs> some up and I'm taking them home. If you take a photo with hot dog and our dog treats and tag the bakery, I know a little Instagram guy who would regrab it. Cause it's me. Hot dog is a fame whore. So yeah, we will, uh, we will get that done. Hot dog. I'm also stay tuned uh, to Instagram at some point. I don't know which channel it's going to be involved. Cause I don't know which entity is going to get a part of this, but hot dog is entering a dash hound race contest. Yes. Uh, this is a proud father moment. I've got to do some training video content with him Here is- and get him ready. I feel like our little man can, can bring home the W. Wow. Sanctioned oh event or bootleg? It's uh, it's 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 actually being held by the Edmonton Humane Society. Sanctioned. Uh, we're going to come in and sponsor the beer gardens uh, with Nation Beer in Dog Island. Uh, we're going to get them a bunch of product uh, to help raise some, help them raise some money. Uh, and Hot Dog is going to enter the Dash Hound race at that event. Uh, it's in June, so he's got a few months to train. It's a little too cold uh, for him right now. He's being a little sis. Just make sure when you uh, do the race that when you're putting it on Instagram, you definitely add the hashtag proud dad moment and proud dog dad. Um, because hashtag the bakery too, Jay. We'll sponsor what a dog. goof. What a yeah, goof. Oh, yeah. You're a dog owner. You're not a dog. Mini, I, I'm trying. I was literally on dad. Etsy today. This is how nerdy the dog. I'm getting to this. I'm you didn't have the dog. Little dash own it. workout outfit. You didn't have it. You own it. You didn't have it. You didn't have what? You're the owner of the dog, not the dad's. The dad of the dog. You are his owner. You didn't have the dog. You got the dog. You adopted it. I'm also, I'm about to have a kid and I'm not having it. Oh, uh, you got you there. I think a little bit more than you did to get hot dog. You're buying a dog. You're buying a human baby. hours to Southern Saskatchewan to get hot dog. Oh, I thought you had to take 11 hours to get this thing. (laughs) You going to pick the baby up on the farm, Jay? Maybe the combined time it took eleven hours in total. Maybe you oh, add them all together. A lot of credit here. All right, are we fucking done? <laughs> okay, listen, listen, everybody. Hey, Waz, do you remember what button it was for the dream sequence? Bottom right. Yeah. Oh yeah, hit bottom. it, hit it, hit it. <laughs> it's that time of year again, everybody. Every couple years, we get blessed with an event that I know every single one of us loves. And this year, it came with little to no fanfare. Nobody's heard about it. But it is Olympic time. It is starting tomorrow. And I have been doing my Olympic previews. And today, I don't have a singular athlete that I'm going to be previewing. previewing. But I am going to do the Olympics on a whole. I'm going to help you because if you're like me, uh, when you get home at night or after work, your TV immediately goes to something. Mine goes to Sports Center or a hockey game that's on. We all have these things that are just built into our daily routine. And for one month every two years, mine goes to the Olympics, no questions asked. I never quite know what's live, especially when it's in a time zone like Beijing, which for everybody is doesn't 15. matter at that point. That's the beauty. Right. But just for clarification's sake, it is 15 hours ahead of us. Okay. So to give you that kind of uh, um, idea of what's happening is, Quick math is what, what time is it there right now? Right now uh, it is five 30 in the morning, six 30 in the morning. Uh, 
nine. I think it's six thirty in the morning. Less than what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think fucking Chalmers on it. Okay. So just for just just to give you clarification, that this morning at four twenty a.m. Ah! Friday, February fourth. The opening ceremony start, which is actually 7.20 p.m. Friday evening there, 15 hours ahead. So basically what we're going to be seeing on our live coverage, if you get home from work like me and you immediately turn it on, you're going to be seeing the events from the day before. Because, yeah, because if you're watching things live, so for instance, like live coverage of things tomorrow are... They They're showing starting. the Olympics from Lillehammer as live footage. I know. Right. So like at 8.35. Team Canada, women's Team Canada played last night or whatever. Last night's a relative. Right. Term. So t- tomorrow, tomorrow morning, February 4th, in, in like when they wake up this evening, this morning in China, they will be at 8.35. There's a mixed double round robin to us. Right. That is actually happening Friday evening at 5.35. Okay. So the things that happen first thing in the morning the next day are things live for us the day before. Uh, the only reason I tell you that is because there's some exciting stuff happening right off the bat. There is medals. There's, there's a few things that have kicked off already uh, that I've got some insight on. What there is wi- women's. Well, what I'm excited about is the fact that we've got meddling for speed skating for the first four days. We've got meddling in short track speed skating, long track speed skating, but the freestyle skiing it starts on, on the, it's, so that was training. That, that was, was qualifying, wasn't qualifying, it? Qualifying, sorry, qualifying. And yeah, and then they go into the medals. But and Michael Kingsbury dropped an absolute dime on oh, the yeah. mountain. Yeah, that was my first Olympic preview, boys, for you, those of you that don't know. But anyways, I, awesome. just have the, I have the fever. My life changes for like this amount of time. And it's so weird how that happens for me because like everything will be Olympics for the next three weeks, two weeks, whatever it is. Every time I come home, I'll be fighting to find out. So I don't know. Are you guys like me? Do you even give a shit? doesn't seem like any of you really care. Oh, I, I, I care immensely. So fuck I, me, I, right? I, I, Nobody I, knows more about the Winter <laughs> Olympics than Jay Downton. I will say that in your defense. Jay. So what are you excited about for right now, JR? Nobody. Like, I'm just, you know what I need to do? Cause normally, cause especially when you're at a different time zone, I love watching the, the reap. Cause I, it's not like I'm like on my phone for, for uh, Olympics news. I like to like watch, like lay in bed for like two hours before I go to sleep and just watch all of like either the recaps or pre-recorded uh, events. And that's where I get, that's how I like to consume it. Now I don't have a TV in my bedroom right now. So I've got to either change that or just spend more time on the basement couch but I got to get into it because I didn't know they started already. I'm pissed. I, I missed uh, Michael Kingsbury's first run. Cause like, if you saw it, it was flawless. His jumps were like his jumps, his two feet did not move a millimeter <laughs> while he was doing all those spins. So that was good to see little rattled at the uh, mixed curling. We fell in the first, uh, for, in the first game, but there's a long road ahead there, so I still believe in hold that. Hold on, hold on. Mixed curling? That's mixed yeah. doubles curling. Humans and There's animals? Two people. So if you ever, oh, like... Oh, boys and girls. So, like, mixed two-person curling is actually intense. Is it just one sweeping? One or sweeping. And then the other one will, like, zip up if they really... Well? And sweep, too. Oh, so, like, there is, like... like a lot going on. on those two. Like, it, they're buzzing. I mean, so we did lose to Great Britain six to four in mixed yes, doubles. Exactly. But, but, but. Are there fans but, or nobody in the crowd? No, no one in the crowd? Wow. We beat, we beat, 
one of the top teams in Norway, seven, six. So we are one and one right now. Oh, we're one and one. Okay. So yeah, you're, you, you're, you you're ahead of me now. Norway, so, Norway can be a powerhouse in the format in the four person. I guess I know the men's team's been good. I, I can't remember how the women's team's been women. They're, they're good. Uh, Scotland's good. But for, for, for us to lose a great, Britain, great Britain's a non-event in curling. I'm sorry. So just, just so we, just, just so we're clear on the clear uh, the qualification of the um, men's skiing, the men's moguls, yeah. Michael Kingsbury scored an 81.15 in second place was a 79.12. And then everybody else is 78 and under and not even really that close. So he, uh-huh. did you say like, Michael Tewksbury? Michael Kingsbury. Oh, that's a different Olympia. That's summer Olympia. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, our our other Canadians didn't fare so well in it. Let's put it that way. But hey, there's lots going on, and I love it. And I, so, when you go to watch at night, do you do you focus in on the NBC feeds, or do you go to the CBC I feed? Around. I bounce around, and it's the event that they're showing is the channel yeah. I watch. But there's really not one event I won't watch. But if I have the choice between two, I will play favorites. I only watch so, the Kazakhstani news chalmers because I'm only interested in the one Kazakhstani long distance cross country skier. They should oh, I, know. I can only I can only cheer for your heroes chalmers. I can't go there, off board. There was a Koskinen in type. The hockey, aren't they? There's a woman Kazakhstani um, women's mogul. That's who I'm talking about, chalmers. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, she didn't. That's who I'm talking about. Obvi- oh, well, only one Canadian. Only only one Canadian qualified. And uh, in, in, in the last qualification of the women's moguls, that's... Uh, Do you ever watch the mixed skeleton chalmers where they lay on top of each other, boy and girl, and then they go down in the skeleton on the ice track? <laughs> no, I've mixed never skeleton. You never watch that one? That's my nope. favorite event. You never watch it? You love the Olympics? And you don't watch mixed skeleton? No, I only wow. watch luge. Mixed luge? I know. I'm just so close-minded, hey? Imagine mixed bobsled and they could kiss. What the hell are you talking about? The Winter they Olympics, Chalmers. <laughs> ski jumping. Let's see. Bob Let's see what happened. In the tri- oh, our guys in the ski jumping did not do good in the qualifying. No, we're not ski jumpers. We're not no. ski jumpers. Anyways, Chalmers, hell of a segment. We got to wrap this up. Quads and Faber and I have some work to do. So and they're Quads. bored. They're bored. I can tell by our Olympics talk. But hey, well, they were too young Vancouver. for the Vancouver Olympics. Quads was like seven, and Faber might have been eleven. <laughs> hey, who's getting the? Which Canadian cities getting the Olympics again? Vancouver. In the next 2030, oh. Vancouver, apparently nobody in Vancouver wants it. Like there are very few people in Vancouver that want the Olympics back. Oh, really? Because you guys are all so sad by your rainy days in December, huh? <laughs> What's wrong with the Olympics? It was a struggle to get all that snow. Yeah, up Whistler there was last snow time. problems. It was like, <laughs> oh, come on. Whistler's got tons of snow. What do you have to make the snow? What do you care? <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on all your success, boys. You guys are doing really awesome out there. We're really proud to work with you. Thank you. We like working with you guys too. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess that is it for episode three, something of nation real life. Hit a button or any button top, right. Hit a button. Where's that lady's voice? It was all a dream. The real life podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense. Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. 
Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.